from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Monday, May 28th. I'm Marco Werman. A key moment in Syria as the international outcry over a civilian massacre grows. And later, voters in Egypt are faced with a polarizing dilemma. Now they have to choose between the two extremes that are exactly what they were trying to avoid. Plus, a veteran recalls his close encounter with an Iraqi bullet. Turns out that some guy in the Abu Ghraib section of Baghdad fired his pistol. It came through the city, over the berm, into the base, and into my backside. BBC News with Fiona MacDonald. Harrowing eyewitness accounts have been emerging from the Syrian town of Hula, where more than 100 people were killed on Friday in what the United Nations is calling a brutal massacre. Several survivors spoke to the BBC. One said only four of her 20 family members survived after Alawite militia and Syrian security forces burst into the house with knives and Kalashnikov automatic rifles. Correspondents say the accounts are consistent. At the same time, violence across Syria shows no sign of easing, as Jim Muir reports. Activists reported clashes and deaths in at least seven different parts of the country, as the fallout from the Hula massacre continued to be felt both in Syria and around the world. Kofi Annan, arriving in Damascus, said it was a critical moment. He would be having serious and frank discussions with President Assad, he said, trying to persuade him to take bold steps to prove he was serious about peace. He'll be pressing Mr. Assad to make good on his earlier promise under the peace plan to withdraw his military and their heavy weapons back to barracks. A fire at a shopping mall in the Qatari capital Doha has killed at least 19 people, including 13 children and four teachers. It's believed the fire started at a nursery, but it's not clear what caused the blaze. Caroline Hawley reports. Officials say the fire broke out at the Jimpanzee nursery on the first floor of the vast shopping mall. Emergency services had to break through the roof to reach the children, who'd been trapped when a staircase collapsed. But the firefighters were too late to save seven young girls and six boys, who died with four of their teachers. Questions are being asked about safety procedures at the popular Italian-themed shopping mall, which bills itself as the largest family entertainment destination in Doha. The brother of a Pakistani doctor recently sentenced to 33 years in prison for helping American intelligence in the search for Osama bin Laden has called for an appeal over the verdict. Jamil Afridi also told a news conference that his brother Shaquille was innocent. Ali Makboul reports from Islamabad. The doctor was arrested soon after the killing of Osama bin Laden after it was found he'd set up a fake vaccination program to get access to the al-Qaeda leader's compound. He's now been convicted of treason for working with the Americans and has been sentenced to 33 years in prison by a tribal court. Jamil Afridi says the case against his brother has been fabricated and urged Pakistan's top judge to intervene. But in the light of considerable anti-Americanism here, many Pakistanis have been supportive of Dr Afridi's imprisonment and see him as a traitor. Egypt's election commission has published results from the country's first free presidential election. It confirmed that the two candidates who go through to the runoff next month are Ahmed Shafiq, the last prime minister under Husni Mubarak, and Mohamed Mursi, the Muslim Brotherhood candidate. BBC News. 
A leading human rights activist in Bahrain is calling off his hunger strike after 110 days. Abdul Hadi Al Khawaja said that the strike had achieved its aim of bringing world attention to the cause of jailed Bahraini anti-government protesters. There had been growing concern over the health of the 51-year-old activist. Two Israeli police officers have been convicted of negligent homicide over the death of a Palestinian man, whom they abandoned by the side of the road, even though he was seriously injured. The policeman had taken custody of Omar Abu Jarban, who'd crashed a stolen car several weeks earlier. He'd been treated in hospital, but was still in a weak physical state. The senior of the two policemen then ordered him to be dumped by the road. He was found two days later, having died of dehydration. Security experts say they've uncovered malicious software which has been collecting private data in computers across the Middle East for several years. A spokesman for an internet.